Hi, and welcome to IndieWire's Filmmaker Toolkit Podcast. My name is Crystal Fault, the Deputy Editor of Film and TV Craft at IndieWire. And today we're going to be discussing Gunda with director Victor Kazakowski. Gunda is a deceptively simple black and white film in which we watch the daily routine of a pig, her newborn piglets, and her chicken and cow neighbors. Uh, This film is deceptively simple, but it's also visually hypnotic and comes with one of the most interesting sound designs and effective sound designs I've heard this year. And the director, Victor, is a fascinating guy who has a lot to say about what cinema is and what cinema should be. And today's podcast is brought to you by the Apple original film, Boy State, which is this political coming-of-age story and journey into the heart of American democracy through an annual rite of passage in which a thousand teenage boys from across Texas come together to build a representative government from the ground up. And side note, I, I did Boy State when I was 17, and if you don't know about it, you're in for a crazy ride with this film. And it's for your consideration, best documentary feature, Visit fyc.appletvplus.com. You know, Victor, I was thinking about how best to to start this interview, and I, you know, I think maybe the best thing for for my listeners um, is maybe to orientate a little bit on kind of your approach to filmmaking, because I, I think if they, people haven't seen this film, unlike a lot of filmmakers, you aren't thinking in terms of story. You're you're thinking in terms of a, a shot. Your 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 sense of uh, uh, narrative cinema isn't isn't necessarily what I think even people in the nonfiction world are used to, right? Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. This is very good one because this is one of the reasons film became black and white. Because you know, the, if you look to the contemporary cinema, if you look to the most successful film in the box office, and then you look to amount of cuts they do, then you will you will be shocked that over average. That, that the length of the cut of the shot itself, like in average, is one between one and two seconds only. If we do it this way, it be, probably it's because last 10 years, it was massive, massive amount of video clips, music clips, commercials, and people start to read very easily fast cut, fast movements, fast editing. So... But in this case, if you cut very fast, dict- director becoming honestly dictator. Director telling you what to think about. Director doesn't let, doesn't let you any chance to think yourself. So director, you look this, look this, look this, look this, now this, from here, from here. Director tells you what he wants to tell you. And when, when, when you think like this, I totally disappointed with cinema immediately because, in my opinion, cinema should not tell you what to think. Cinema should show you something you never seen before or you did not see because you are not a filmmaker or because you decided not to see or, be, or because you, decide, you are not able to see. Or you, so, And then cinema can show you something. But if cinema can show you something, i rather if you contemplate, if you make decision yourself what you see. That's why I, I prefer to give you a chance to watch. Mm-hmm. I, I rather, I rather to, when you, when you watch and you feel yourself and then maybe you have some ideas, not opposite. I don't want to give you idea. I don't go to, to give you narrative. I don't, go, don't want to give you voiceover. I don't want to teach you anything. I just want you to feel something. And, 
And maybe then you will have your own idea. What did you feel? What did you see? Mm -hmm. This is why I like to to make. This is why I make it black and white, kind of reference to the beginning of the cinema. When I've seen in my piece as one single shot, later we start using like commercial for telling stories, but originally cinema appears as one single shot. And this is what I still believe, origin of cinema, because story, story can be told by writers, can be told by radio directors, by, by journalists, but cinema has specific specific point. We cinema show you something you're not able to see, or you don't want to see, or you decided not to see. And this is what cinema is about. There are really specific choices about how we see this pig, how we see these animals. Yeah, it's also, it's, <clears throat> listen, if I will come to you to film you, mm-hmm. I cannot come to you as you came to me. You came to me for 40 minutes interview. For cinema, it's impossible. It's possible for journalism, but for cinema, it's forbidden, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. For cinema, I need to be with you. I need to spend time to, with you. I need to dedicate part of my life mm-hmm. to you. So, because you are doing 10 interviews a day and 100 interviews a week, and I'm doing only 10 inter- films in my life. Mm-hmm. So it means each, I, that's why, before I choose character, I decide if it's really the one mm-hmm. I want to show to the planet. If before I choose the story, if it's the, really the story I want people to see, before I decided this is the, my main pain of my heart, this is, I have to choose properly. Because to make movie, take you a few years, then you have to show it to people, then you have to listen what they think, then you have to listen opinion of critics, <laughs> and then you have, yeah. And only after this, you will be able to do new film. You know, this is why I <clears throat> I said to my producer, it was actually not possible to, for 25 years, for 23 years, I was not able to finance this film until I met my producers. So no one wanted to, no one, want, no one believed in this film. No one wanted to produce film about pigs, chicken and cow. Who, mm-hmm. who, who, who needs this, you know? So... And finally, I found the people, my producer, who agreed to do this. And why have I convinced them? I said, listen, guys, let's film them same after we will film people. If I, if I want to make a portrait of human, I must come with clean lens, with good camera, with super professional people, and I must dedicate time to this person, to understand him deeply. And in the moment he doesn't want me to be close, I will make step back. In the moment he will be grumpy, I will have to step back. In the moment he will be good mood and able to talk to me or accept me, I will come closer and closer and closer. This is, and this approach uh, we transmit to our animals. We say, okay, normally people go to film them in slaughter house. We say, no, we don't do this. We don't need to show how cruel we are. We have to show how animals are. So how they are real, how they are, how, who they are. So, and to show this, 
We just two months were coming every morning at four o'clock, waiting when the pigs will, will wake up, how they go out. Then she comes first. She comes out first. She comes to me. She smiles at me. She looks at me. Then she made and little kids appears. <laughs> she made a noise and little kids appears from the house. And they also come to us. They they smell us. And then we live all day. And after when they go to sleep, we go home. So of course, and of course, I was reading a lot about them before I start shooting. Same, I will read a lot about you if I make film about you. Mm-hmm. So, and one more important element, my dear, what, listen, we are human, of course, but we are same time, we are animals. Evolution teaches us to, uh, thousands, million, I don't know how many years people exist. We learn to look. Most of information, three quarters of information of the world, we receiving by watching, not by listening, not by understanding. We understand world, not by listening, but by watching. You go on the street, you meet person, you immediately see, is it your friend, is it your enemy? You immediately see even, are you going to sleep with him or not, if possible? So, it means we are animals. We, uh, nature, in 100,000 years of evolution, taught us to be careful, to be able to understand in the one look who, who is in front of us. Why cinema doesn't use this element? Why cinema immediately in the, in the second 10, every documentary starts with voiceover? Why you need to tell me something? I can watch. I can see myself. I am animal. I have genetic code to look and understand planet without you without your voiceover. So <clears throat> this is why I wanted to, to come back to this origin. To, and as you see, Gunda, she's like Meryl Streep. She communicates with you without words. And you definitely know what she says to you, right? In the end, when she came and looked at you at the end, look at you in the end, you definitely know what she said to you, right? She said, what are you doing with me? Why? Why are you doing it? So it's obviously that she speaks. She speaks exactly and and you cannot miss it. You can you really know what she says. So this is why I think the respect, respect to the protagonist you are filming, this is the key question of cinema at the moment. Respect because camera <coughs> camera is a gun. Camera is a gun. You I can make you idiot. I can, you can make me idiot if you cut my conversation now. Or you can make me much cleverer than I am, right? You can make a super beautiful person or super ugly person. And you take responsibility to do it. You have ethical responsibility to do it. And I have ethical responsibility when I film animals. But from as filmmaker, I cannot judge anyone. I cannot judge Gunda that she killed her baby. Because pigs lives here, pigs live here million years older before us. I cannot tell her what to do and what not to do. I cannot say she is bad mom. Because I just have to keep it as it is. And then later I see she is not a bad mom. Do you know that she smells each of your, her pigs 
smells there are seven times a day, each of them. And if she notices that one of them are ill, smells wrongly, she put him in in a specific corner of the uh, of her place for two specific grass. Can can I ask a question here? Because I want to. Yeah. Um, I'm fascinated by how you shot this, but I feel like maybe before we get into even that, I'm curious about, you had mentioned research because one of the things that's amazing to me is, is the proximity and, and the, um, and, and, and how there's filmmaking here, but it doesn't feel like these animals are conscious of you. It feels as if there's like something very organic with the camera. And, and I'm very curious about if there was part of this in terms of research or even I don't know if the word's casting, <laughs> but I mean, what, what was about what what did you do in preparation um, for this movie to help you end up making the filmmaking decisions that paid off so well with this? Where to put the camera and how to do it? You know what you learned. Yeah, and what, what's I agree. It's that? a very important. I agree with you. It's a very good question. A very important one. Uh, yeah, it's complex. In one way, it was very easy. In another way, it was quite complex. It's like uh, probably my experience, like 40 years working in cinema in any position from assistant camera, focus puller, lighting uh, department, uh, assistant director, editor, all this, my long, long life in cinema taught me to be very clear with casting. When I look to someone, I know is it cinematic person, is it cinematic character or not? Is it person people will able to watch long on the cinema or not? Some people are very clever, some people are very beautiful, but the limit of the, the amount of time they will catch attention is quite limited. Even they are beautiful, even they are brilliant, smart. But some people are, has this cinematic charisma when you like people endless watch cats right they cats no. always like charming and cinematic quality same with so but i was very lucky that we were planning four months four six months for research but we found gunda in the first farm in the first minute of research trip so we came to the first farm we opened the we saw Gunda and I said, we have our Meryl Streep period. We don't need to search. And it was so obviously that she is so amazing, so expressive in her eyes. And also, and of course, studying before, it's very helpful because then you know why they do this and why they don't do this. And it was so, we, we always overestimate our we, we always believe we are most clever. We always believe we are most important. And we always say we are different from animals because we have intellect. But this is mistake. This is, I even surprised how intellectual people, bright people can even say such ignorant thing. Everyone has intellect. Every, even tree has intellect. Tree doesn't have head, but has intellect. We just ignorant. We don't know what it, we are doing. We did not study planet. We decided to dominate it without even trying to understand it. This is absurd. Pigs are more important, more clever than 
dogs, mm-hmm. more clever than whales, more clever than dolphins, more clever than cats, more clever than horses. Believe me, pigs are second intelligent in the planet of animals after chimps, and only because chimps are easy to go to go to when we want to test their intellect. Chimps are uh, easy to uh, answer it. Maybe crocodiles much clever than chimps. Because mm-hmm. that he, crocodile doesn't want us to measure his intellect. Mm-hmm. But we should not be proud of ourselves. We should find modest place in the world, not dominating place in the world. So this is for me was important point that I was, I respect them. I respect them and I, I, I treat them as, as you as personality. And it was actually very beautiful when, when we start filming in color. And it was so beautiful, green, green grass, blue sky, piglet, piglets, in the, when, especially in the first couple of days. They were pinky, beautiful. But when we took out color, we immediately saw personality of each of them. Oh, really? This was the this is, was very interesting lesson. I thought I know mm-hmm. everything about cinema, but this was such a beautiful mm-hmm. lesson to me. So when I took out color, I back immediately focus on their personality. Mm-hmm. I Im- immediately <laughs> realized they're all separate. They are different. And Gunda you immediately see her eyes like as you take out color and bam your your eyes immediately look at you so it was very pedagogical experience to make this film and i don't know if people can eat meat after this i don't know if you see this film i don't know you you see definitely you see definitely that she has soul if you believe in you have soul she definitely does We're going to take a short break here to remind you that today's podcast is brought to you by Boy State. This Apple original film is a political coming-of-age story that explores the heart of American democracy through an annual rite of passage in which a thousand teenage boys from across Texas come together to build a representative government from the ground up. And uh, and that's as crazy as it sounds. It's it's a lot of fun. And for your consideration, best documentary feature, uh, visit fyc.appletvplus.com. To allow us to see this, to allow us to see all these things that you described, and maybe we should just even take um, the structure, I don't know what you call it, the pigsty, the, the barn, whatever, the, the, the place where Gunda lives. I mean, I guess the question is, how did you shoot this? But how did you plan on shooting this so that you yeah, could get yeah, that? Yeah, it's a good one. It's a very good Cause one. Because I'd, like so- I'd like to just say something up top. I read this morning... I don't, was it seven hours? I was, stu- whatever the number was, I was stunned how little footage you six shot. Six hours, six hours. That, that blows my mind. So, you, so th- this, yeah. it makes this question yeah. even that much more important because this isn't just, you know, running the camera forever. How, you know, let's talk about how you set up, set up things to, to allow yourself, your camera to capture what you, what you, what you just discussed. Yeah, this is the, yeah, it was kind of, Actually, it was really surprising even for me because in the end, it looks like old way cinema. Like my, my first films in 35 millimeter when I started in 90s to make my own films, it was just my first film, one to one. I filmed 60 minutes, I made 60 minutes film. My second film was one to three. So the bells was one to three. Now I made one to four, which is, which is a 
today is ridiculous. People normally <laughs> think one to hundred. It's it's kind of normal now. So how it happened? What we did is we came to the place. We looked to the house, the, the bar um, uh, barn of of Gunda, and I uh, I draw I design with my. Uh, a camera um, uh, director of photography, Vizegi uh, Larsen, and we design the house which will be similar of Gunda's place, but with possibility that lens will be inside and can move 360 degree, but camera and people would be outside. Mm -hmm. So we designed this house and then producer found people who executed for us. And so, in fact, we, we did not disturb her, but our lens was inside. We were outside, so, and we can move. If whatever happened, whatever have, which position she can take, we can always find the best, best possible raccoons, best possible angle to, to film her face or whatever we need to film. Mm. So, so this is number one. So you built a yeah. so, so you built a structure um, to accommodate camera to a certain degree. Is that is that is partially? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we we built we built similar to her original barn. Mm -hmm. How do you call it barn? Barn, right? Mm -hmm. Or house? How do you call it in English? Barn, right? Yeah. 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 We built similar, but we make it in a way that the 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 the, the walls are kind of removable, not removable, it's kind of from gum. So the lens comes inside mm -hmm. and uh, has a hole in 360 degree so that that lens can be inside and move 300. So outside was a track, round track with camera and, and crane, but lens was inside. So we were kind of this is why we were we did not disturb them. This is why they never was interrupted by us. Never. And mm -hmm. then, of course, the fact that we were in the first from the first moment as piglets were born, they accepted us as part of the story of the world they born. So this is why they were very easy with us. <laughs> they did not afraid even when they came out to the to the to the street to outside of the house they were lovely they never was afraid mm -hmm. of us they were just they were coming between our camera and with, we we made special steady cam with very low position mm -hmm. to be kind of in the level of their eyes and they never was destructive they were taking us as part of the game it's amazing the 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 contrast and the light. I mean, uh, I mean, this is beautiful photography. I, I have to imagine some of that was a very conscious choice, and 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 maybe even to a certain degree, the barn was designed to allow certain, like the little drappings yes, of yes, light and the yes. pockets of light. Yes, we we. I don't know. <laughs> when I will open your secret, you will laugh and you will not believe mm -hmm. me. Uh, very absurd what we did. We mm. took a disco bar, disco ball. <laughs> we took a disco ball and we, we put one light on the disco ball. And this disco ball made this just, just uh, separate sparks of light. Like just 
how do you call it? You know, like rain of light, yeah. just in different direction. And, and uh, that's why this beautiful atmosphere of kind of, uh, in my English, you know, yeah, it's, it, I took it from my memory. I remember in my memory when I was a kid and I spent uh, sometimes in the village, Normally I live in San Petersburg, but I spend some time in the village. I remember these old barns with holes in the roof mm-hmm. and with few little holes in the roof. And then comes come light, sun, and and these holes making beautiful, beautiful rain, light rain in like light. How do you call it? Like spotlight, you know, mm-hmm. spotlight. And I remember this, and I said, "How we can do it without making holes in the roof in order not to make any yeah. rain inside?" So we we make this disco ball. We took just disco ball, which people are using in dance places, and we just use it. It and it works so original, so organically in that place. And I remember that. Uh, Gunde loved it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I have beautiful shot, but it's too long for the cinema. She came once. She looked to the and she was looking ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, but mm-hmm. unfortunately, it's too long for cinema. You were describing before um, when we move outside of the barn, or even dealing with the uh, chickens, or maybe at the end that last shot. Um, you were describing a. Um, kind of a steady cam type device that you could hold low. Is that how you accomplished all those movements outside? Was was a Yeah, we 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 the the we made a little bit we kind of made some improvements in Steadicam. Yeah. Uh we trying quite a lot before we achieve mm-hmm. it in order to be very flexible and be very, very low. And uh, yeah, and also not to be too huge for not to do, especially with episode with chickens, mm-hmm. because if you come to chickens with something huge as normal Steadicam mm-hmm. and Ari camera on the top of it, so chickens could run away. So mm-hmm. we were kind of trying to design something in a way primitive, but still pro, super pro. That's what was what amazed me in particular with the chickens was it. Uh, it seemed like you got very close. It seemed like you were moving with them. Um, and I always think of chickens, and maybe this is you know my own ignorance. I always think of them as a little skittish, you know. And it seems as if they were fine with you and your operator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Normally they would run. Yes. Yeah, normally they would run. But this is also one of important element of this film. So those chickens, they never seen people ah. before. So those people, those chickens, supposed to be killed day before. They were, so we bought them from the farm. Uh, no, we bought them in the f- slaughtery house. So we were waiting for farmers who came to the slaughtery house to sell them, to sell them, to, to sell them, to sell, to, to understand. Mm-hmm. So they're yep. supposed to be killed tomorrow. So we bought them from, from, from farmers and we, the first time in their life, were able to walk because they were just in this uh, cage and, and they was not supposed to. This is 
čekaj, ne znam, si postu si eni, so zdaj nema tač grad, zdaj nema so sky, en wow. zdaj nema so human, so it was, they, all this automatic process of production chicken, this is why they were so easy with humans in a way, because they, they did not even see human before, so you see it's automatic process of production meat make it everything so strange, same with cow, cow we made them in, not in the farm, the, 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 the portraits of cow, the, when, when cow was running, when, when cow, cow, cows were running with them in the farm and in, in the North territories, they all winter eight, nine, nine, eight, nine months, they stayed behind the roof waiting for, for, the spring, for the summer when they can go out. So, and this moment is beautiful because they feel freedom and they run and they're happy. But the portraits we were filming not in the farm. We were we were filming in the sanctuaries, you know, that places when people uh, giving them chance to live until their natural death. Mm-hmm. It's different concept. Mm-hmm. So they don't uh, in these places animals trust people. Animals know that people are good. Animals do not afraid about. And this is why you see our car is 30 years old, you see her portrait. And you see in her eyes huge life behind. Normally, you don't see cow 30 years old. Cow will die in three, four years old when she will stop producing milk, enough milk, mm-hmm. or even less, even less. Mm-hmm. We are killing half billion pigs every year. Americans specifically good on it. You guys eating 100, 120 kilogram meat a year per person. Do, do you understand? I'm not I do. blaming. I don't know. No, I know. I, I understand. I understand. But I'm that, just saying that would also explain, mm-hmm. though, what you described. Though would also explain, um, you know, an aspect of how you were able to capture this, right? Because it's like it, it, it's removed from the normal human animal relationship that kind of defines how we we think of these. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because exactly because mm-hmm. normal human animal relationship are not really nice. Yeah. Normal. Pigs, pigs normally live in the concrete floor in the cage. And of course, our pig was in, in special condition, but still conditioned to produce meat, unfortunately. I want a two-part question here. First part, yeah. how do you do the sound for this? And I'd also like, based on kind of returning to our, our first question, your approach to cinema, it strikes me that sound plays an incredibly important role yeah, absolutely. First of all, I'm working with uh, extremely, extremely extraordinary, talented sound man. I, I, I'm with him since since my first movie, and he is we work like we met first time 35 years ago, you know. And he is extraordinary, Alexander Dudrev, extraordinary. And of course, when you do sound, Atmos sound for documentary. It sounds a little bit, oh, producers like, why you need Dolby, Adobe Atmos sound for documentary. But we said, listen, 99% of films in, in this case would be films with narrative, with voiceover, with Attenborough or someone else talking. Or if you have such final, definitely will be grandiose music uh, with cellos mm-hmm. and violin. 
and everyone will cry as Schindler list music, you know, th- this type of, <laughs> uh, this type of big, powerful music. And mm. we said, okay, it's tempting to do it, but let's do it opposite. Let's finally make movie without music, without words, only in the sound of the, of the sound they leave. And this is was tough decision, but we are so happy we achieved it. This guy is so extraordinary. He made, he when he also made my previous film Aquarella Atmos Sound for Aquarella, mm-hmm. which is like symphony, symphony of sounds like mm-hmm. for ice and and rain and all this stuff. Vividness is the word that came to mind. It seems as if because um, I was thinking about Aquarella, um, a vividness of sound is very important. Not just a natural, all you know, layered, all the 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 pig noises or the water noises, but it also feels like um, it, it feels like something where um, you almost are putting on, you know, I, I, when I put on my glasses, I don't have good vision and suddenly the world is clean and alive. And it feels to me like that's something thank you that, very much. that feels like you something. You made my heart bleeding. You're, thank you. You are, you are so, so right. Because, um, you know, if you look to your childhood, you don't remember much, right? Mm-hmm. You remember some, let's say, let's put it in my words. You remember one shot, mm-hmm. right? You remember one episode of your life. You don't remember story. You remember some glance of it. You remember some, and you remember some sound of it. You remember, you remember this. You remember like, you, you remember have your first bike sound, you know, mm. like, ah, you remember this. And this is, uh, and this is how we were thinking. We were thinking, have to give to people the image and sound, which will stay, which will, people will not forget, which, for example, look, the cows were nine months behind the roof. Then they came out from the uh, from the house, and first time the bull came to the tree, and you notice what he did. He came to the tree. He came close to leaves, and he did not eat leaves. He smelled them. He breathed them. He sniffed the smell of the leaves. And the cow, which was born like maybe six months ago, she never saw grass, she mm. never saw flowers. She, little cow, she came to the grass and she was breathing, breathing. She was happy, happy to breathe this beauty. And we recorded, we was able to record. We put radio microphone in the, in the, in few cow, we, we collect, connect, a few radio microphones in the horn of cows. And and we record this breathing, how they do it. And and it's so amazing. We never we never think they are breathing. They do. Yeah. They smell. They you know and isn't it beautiful that she came and she smelled grass and she obviously happy. Half she was happy. You see half she was happy. No, I guess we we have to recon- reconnect with nature. 
you were you gave a beautiful example of the breathing with the cow, but it seems as if with the pigs, a lot of the noises that they make, it feels like also this idea of a personality, of feelings, of emotions. It feels as if I it, th- yeah, absolutely. I'm very happy you noticed it. Even I give I will give you even more. This is we were thinking to make it for future, not only for now, because we were trying to be very authentic and truthful, because we distinguish 200 different way of Gunda's voice. So in the sound for human ear, it sounds like hru. It's like same, always same. Mm-hmm. Maybe tiny bit louder, maybe tiny less louder. But when we put it in, we recorded a different device with fast recording. Then we put it in, in computer, we realize it's not the same. So in particular situation, she pro- pro- pronounced different voice, noise, pro- different voice. Then we start, we start looking precisely. We, not scientists, but we obviously saw 200 different ones. So, and then next day we start to say, okay, let's, let's, let's check it again. Mm-hmm. And again, in situation when she need to call them, she, she was pronouncing exactly this same sound. If she was angry with them, she was pronouncing exactly this. If she was pushing one uh, little one to, to play with others, she was exactly say, pronouncing again the same noise. For, for, for human ear, it's not possible to, re, to distinguish, to, to, to separate it, because they probably use different um, um, uh, frequencies to, mm-hmm. but when you when you put a special program in computer, you can see, and we decided we will do honest design of the sound, because I'm sure in 50 years time we will translate animal language, and then in order our film will be not fake but real, we decided to use particular right words mm-hmm. without changing her speech. Please don't change my speech either. <laughs> but you are kind of emphasizing th- that that thing that you were able to discover in the differences. You're able to kind of elevate that or distinguish that a little bit more, right? Is that it, it not change it, but almost make it more distinguishable for for, for me, the audience, right? Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. yes. I yes, just want to make sure I get yes. that right. Last question, because I got to let you go. When to cut? If we're living in these shots. You know, is 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 it a matter of um, feeling like when you're done with the shot? Is it a matter of uh, um, finding a transition and a graphic, some kind of a graphic matching with it? How do you, you know, you were describing um, some of the problems with our cinema and and how editing can mess up or or force a hand. I'm curious about how you in the editing yeah, room make yeah, a choice yeah. of when to cut. I, I tell you, I, I learned it from Dostoevsky. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm not comparing myself with Dostoevsky, mm-hmm. uh, but I just learned from him. I was reading him a lot, and I was trying to learn, learn from him. And I realized sometimes you read Dostoevsky, and then in certain moments you feel, ah, it's a little bit boring. <laughs> then suddenly, then suddenly he says, I know you think it's boring but read next line. So he knows what you feel. 
And this is, I start using as a tool for editing. What I do now, I imagine behind me 10 different people, approximately 10. They are very different. Half of them not exist already. They are, for example, my mom, she already died 20 years ago. One of them, imaginary, my best, my, my best friend, Sakurov. One of them, my nephew, my, my uh, neighbor who, who hates me, policeman. So I imagine them here behind me. 10 different people with 10 different cultural background, with 10 different perspective of life and cinema and art generally. And I imagine them, aha, for Sakurov is still too short. <laughs> I need to make it longer. But for policemen, it's already too long. I have to make so so I'm trying to find what they feel, how they proceeded. I'm trying to understand how different because of course this particular film if I will make it for vegan people, it will be different film. Mm -hmm. But I said, no, no, no. My film is not vegan propaganda. Mm -hmm. And my film is not for vegan people. My film for all people. Mm -hmm. My film for everyone. So I have to find balance between message and artistic form. And I put message far away, mm -hmm. secondary. Well, Victor, thank you so much for taking time. One, 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 one more thing. For me, the fact that Neon took it the, to distribute it, for me as Russian, is such a huge opportunity. Because in Russia, your film does not exist. In Europe, even same. Not so in a big scale, but mostly like this. Until film is not screened in cinema theaters in the U.S., Film does not exist, neither in Russia, neither in Europe. Maybe some 20,000 viewers will watch it. But the fact that Neon took it behind their wings and will distribute it in the US, this will give me opportunity to hope that it will be distributed then in Russia, then in Europe. And this is why all distributors in Europe and in Russia mm -hmm. just waiting when American, when Neon will start mm -hmm. distributing in, in America. This is how all this works because mm -hmm. cinema is country, America is country of cinema. This is this kind of reality, right? Absolutely. Thank you very much. Thank you. Good luck um, to you. Stay safe. Stay you, safe. You as well.